Well, hello and welcome to the C3 Reflect podcast. My name is Sats. It's so great to have you with us. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time. A massive welcome to you. Maybe a friend has directed you over here. That's awesome. Or maybe you are a regular old school listener. We appreciate you being part of all that we're doing. And our prayer with all of this content is that it would be helpful. It would encourage you and ultimately would enable you to flourish as a human being. Isn't that God's vision for each and every one of us? And yet life is complex and uh, there's lots of nuance happening. And so in all of these messages, we're trying to dig into the thoughts of God that we can understand better how to flourish and how to succeed and fulfill our purpose in life. So let us know how we're doing. You can rate and you can review. And of course, please subscribe so that we can stay connected. Let's go to the message now. Well, hey everyone, Sats here. I hope you're doing uh, really well. And uh, welcome to the third week of our Dream Builders series. I hope you've been enjoying it uh, so far. The message for today is called Plant the Future. And uh, it's also gonna be a little bit different as we uh, share more about the vision uh, for C3 Reflect in 2023. I mean, can you believe it? 2023, it sounds like something from a dystopian sci-fi novel, but we are literally (laughs) months away from experiencing it. And uh, throughout this whole series, we've been talking about this tension between, uh, you know, the the, the church, the, the local house that God wants you to be planted in. It's a place where you get filled with the Spirit. It's a place where you get empowered by God and strengthened and encouraged and trained and challenged and Uh, We confess our sin to one another. We become accountable. We become fully functioning uh, human beings. We begin to flourish in who we are. And we've been talking about the tension between that place, the launch pad for your future, uh, the the wider community that we're supposed to be a part of, uh, contrasted with this dream that is on our heart. And this is really where we find our purpose, uh, right? Everybody has been given something by God to do. And it's largely connected to the desires of our heart because God has actually designed you that you would like the life that he wants you to live. And it doesn't mean life will always be easy, uh, but we've been experiencing and exploring that that tension that every single one of us needs a corporate vision to be a part of, the vision of the church, a place where we are then sent out to accomplish and fulfill the personal dream. And we see people when they go after their dream without that anchoring, without that community. And sadly, over the course of time, inevitably, it will end in uh, some sort of compromise, integrity, uh, moral failure, or, or just simply exhaustion. Uh, the, the ability not to endure uh, and to get getting stuck in that process. And, and so God has designed these two elements together that will be strengthened in the church and will be released. And of course, some people also just get stuck in the church. It's that place where they get filled with the Holy Spirit and they just want to be in the house of God. And that's a great thing. Um, but it's easy sometimes to find yourself in a Christian bubble and you're just in that safe place within the four walls of the church and God wants us to do both and so our prayer in this series has been that you would feel permission to go after your dream and to fulfill the purpose of God and maybe you could ask the question what could my life look like at the end of this series in three months time what what could my life look like if I had made some movement on the things that are on my heart and uh, I know there's things in my heart that I have neglected I push to the side and uh, sometimes with the right motivation or sometimes just misunderstanding that this is actually something 
coming from God that I need to steward and I need to um, pursue. Um, so I'm going to share a message now about planning the future. And uh, then the second half of this uh, message, we're going to be sharing our keynote presentation with all of that vision, along with uh, a load of financial details about where we are as a church so that we can just open up everything and we can dream together and build together um, in this um, season. Um, so I have to say, it's been a very strange a couple of years and uh, we did get sick of everyone saying that didn't we you know the pandemic oh yeah it's been a tough time and uh, <laughs> some of you are switching off even right now uh, but 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 I really I really do want to just uh, acknowledge that this has been a very unstable season and uh, it has been a season where there has been so much uncertainty and there's been so much uh, insecurity and uh, almost just that safety of just everyday life has kind of just been removed and everything has been uncertain and, and we got through the pandemic and then we see political change and uh, sadly even in the last week uh, Queen Elizabeth passing away and and, and 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 it's like there is so much stuff in our world that is disrupting uh, our sense of stability, our sense of safety. And I want to uh, just draw note to this because, you know, I think sometimes we can feel like it's just me. I'm just having a tough time <laughs> and everybody else must be doing fine. And I actually want to just acknowledge the fact that this is something that has been experienced by the community at large and even more so by the nation at large large. We are all feeling the effects of the last couple of years and everyone is, is having a different experience as well, the way that, that that tangibly outworks in our life. But it has been a season of great instability and, and, and because of that, it can be really hard to dream about the future. Um, because when everything is a bit chaotic, when everything is a bit unsure, it can be hard to have that kind of confidence and even trust in God that the future is even going to be good. Uh, let alone dreaming about the future, let alone talking about the desires of our heart. And, and um, my prayer for us today is that we would actually begin to shift our perspective on what these last couple of years, this last season has actually been. You know, as we look around and particularly with the passing of the Queen, you know, who was a follower of Jesus and her example of faith right at the heart and the head of the nation. And uh, we see that the change of Christian values um, in our world and all of those things contribute. We see uh, uh, the, the church even, that, that so many people didn't come back to church. And uh, I realized, first I thought, oh, it's just us. But then I realized, no, this is actually across the board. Churches across the board are not seeing people come back to church when church services restarted after COVID. And uh, all of these things may lead us to the assumption or at least, very least, the feeling that somehow the church is losing ground. Uh, the church is struggling. Somehow the kingdom of God is floundering a little bit and, and the world is a dark place. And again, that contributes to that feeling of uncertainty and fear about the future because if, if we can't, uh, you know, I feel like the church is succeeding, what, what can we feel like? Uh, and here's what I, I just want to say is I want to really cast a picture and redefine what this last season has been. Um, because if you've been thinking the church has lost ground, I've actually got some good news for you today. And it's found in Leviticus 25, verse three to five as a scripture. Where I really felt God speak to me uh, over the last couple of weeks in the series. And um, this, is, this is what it, what it says. For six years, you shall sow your field. And for six years, you shall prune your vineyard and gather in its fruits. But in the seventh year, there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall not sow your field, 
or prune your vineyard. You shall not reap what grows of itself in your harvest or gather the grapes of your undressed vine. It shall be a year of solemn rest for the land. Now, this is an instruction given by God to the people of Israel right back in the day in the Old Testament. And as they enter into the promised land, God is setting in some rhythms and some, some ways of life that they are to obey. And this was one of them. Of course, we know about the Sabbath every seventh day, but this is about the land. I don't know how much you know about agriculture. I don't know very much. In fact, pretty much the grand total of everything I know about farming and agriculture is from a biblical context. That's the only time I actually <laughs> look into some of these things. Uh, but, but actually, if you look into it, you will find that this idea of resting the land, uh, resting the field, letting the land be fallow is a great idea. Um, you know, certain minerals come back into the soil, moisture and all sorts of things. The land basically rests. And what happens is that in the following year, the, the crops are greater. The yield of the harvest is even larger. Why? Because the land has been at rest. The ground has been rested. And I want to simply say that here's what I believe the Holy Spirit is saying to us as a church. You see, the church hasn't lost ground. The church has been resting the ground. Let me say that again. The church hasn't lost ground in this crazy season of chaos where everything has been shaken. No, actually, it's been a time of rest. It's been a time of cleansing. We've been resting the ground. And that's why when we look on the surface, we don't see very much happening. In fact, I've been like, God, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, are we actually doing a good job or is this just the way it's supposed to be? But I felt God say to me, Satsuna, this is a season of rest. This is a season of solemn rest where we're not uh, harvesting right now, but we need to be encouraged and reminded that actually something under the surface on the inside of our hearts is taking place that is preparing for a great harvest the next year. You know, it's funny because in November 2015, that's when Emma and I moved to London and uh, to take on what was a part of a multi-site called Hope City, the London location um, at the time. That's about seven years ago. And it's just funny. I don't want to be too specific with the dates because uh, well, I've been making it up. But, but it's just funny how, you know, I look back at all the seeds that were sown, not just from us, but many people over the years and the fruit that was seen in that season. And then you come out of the pandemic and you come to now and you kind of go, well, it's great, but it doesn't feel like we're moving with that sort of energy and that pace that we were before. And maybe some of you today who've been on the journey have been feeling that little bit of restlessness, like, like what's going on? What's the future? What's the direction? Are we just going to kind of park here or are we going to uh, get going again? And I want to remind you and encourage you today because I really believe that the greatest season of harvest is just around the corner in 2023. I believe that this season of rest has been preparation designed by God who knows all things, who is above all things amidst all of the unstableness, amidst all of the change, all of the uncertainty and all of the chaos, God is actually on the throne and God actually has a plan. You see, God hasn't lost ground. He's just been resting the ground. The church hasn't lost ground. It would just been resting the ground. Let me speak over your life right now because I'm sure that there are things that look like nothing's happening right now. And even when we talk about the dream, you've been feeling like, God, I just, I, I don't know, like it doesn't feel like there's any movement. It doesn't feel like I've got any hope or any courage or even the dreams that were once in motion prior to the pandemic have not really resurfaced and can I just encourage you and say that you've been resting you've been resting 
See, the amazing thing about Sabbath is Sabbath is not just about rest. Sabbath is not just about rest. You know, of course, we know on the seventh day we rest and on the six days we work. But Sabbath is not so much about rest so much as it is about obedience. We rest because God tells us to rest. You see, when we understand the seasons and we we hear the voice of God, it's actually about our obedience. You see, we've been trying to be obedient to God in this last season. And many people, I've sensed that feeling of, come on, Sass, let's get this church going again. And I have felt it as well, but I've heard the voice of God. This is the time to rest. We're letting the land be fallow, but there is a day coming. There is a year coming where it is time to grow this thing, where it's time to sow, where it's time to reap, where it's time to harvest. And I believe we are on the edge of a great move of God. People are going to get saved. People are going to get touched and filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to see the name of Jesus elevated. How do I know that? Because, because the church always grows. The church is like a seed. You, you bury it, you push it down, you discard it. But no matter how much you try, it still springs up. And you think they tried to kill Jesus. They tried to put him in the ground. But three days later, he comes back up. Why? Because in the very nature of the body of Christ is this resurrection power, this life force that flourishes even when things don't look like anything is happening. The church grows because the church is like a seed. The kingdom of God, Jesus says, it's like a mustard seed. So super small, doesn't look too exciting, but seeds always grow. And I want to prophesy over 2023 right now that we are walking into a great season in the life of C3 Reflect as this church begins to take off, as your life begins to take off. I'm believing for things in your life that you've been praying for, that it's just felt like there's nothing, there's nothing. But I'm telling you, in the season of waiting on God, in the season of trusting in God, even though we haven't had all the intel, all the answers, I believe that God is on the move. Matthew 6 verse 34, my favorite scripture right now, so you'll hear it pretty much every week. And it says this, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And this has been such a a, a life-breathing scripture uh, for me, as I realize our only responsibility is to do do today well. It's like a tongue twister. Do today well. You see, we like the idea of planning, But I've often found that that planning can very easily lead to worry and fear. And what's been so hard about this season is that it's been very hard to plan. Everything keeps changing. And so you kind of stop planning. You kind of stop dreaming. And this series has been here to, to revitalize and revive something in our imagination, to open up our thinking and our ability to see what God can see. Uh, why? So that in this season, we don't just want to be planning about the future. I believe what we need to do for the church and for you personally is we need to plant the future today. Don't just dream. Don't just scheme. Don't just think one day. We actually need to be people who take action. We actually need to be people who don't just plan the future, but we plant the future. When you do what you are called to do today, you are going to find that there will be a harvest in your future. And I believe that's something we need to consider and think about and wrestle with today in the vision of the church and in the dream on your heart that we are people who plant into those two areas. You know, sometimes it's said that, you know, if you sow in the church, you'll reap in your personal world. And I want to just correct that thinking for a moment, because what I've realized is that 
you always reap where you sow. In other words, if you sow into the church and you invest in the church, we're going to see the church get strengthened. We're going to see people added to the church. We're going to see experience of the Holy Spirit increase. We're going to see miracles. If we invest in the church, the church is going to reap fruit. And of course, there will be a kind of uh, you know, crossover that if you're part of that church, you're going to be blessed in that process. And that will probably have some effect on your personal dream. But it, it's not quite true to say, you know, build God's house and he'll build your house. It's not in the scripture. And it's not quite right right but because actually what we need to do is we need to plant the future of the church and we need to plant the future of your dream we need to sow in both places at the same time and this is christian maturity that we would be able to steward what god has given to us in our hands through finance through time through energy through imagination for relationships and we would look at everything that we have and we by the inspiration of the holy spirit would go to god would hear what he has to say and we would steward and sow and invest in both of those two things. You know, as we head into the next portion of everything we're about to share about the vision and the finance of the church, I just want to remind you that we don't want you to only dream about the church, only invest in the church. We want you to sow both into the vision of the church. We all need to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And we want you to sow into the dream of your heart. Don't let these things be neglected because of that. And don't neglect this because of this. Don't hide behind the church. I was just so busy serving. I was just so, you know, busy being in the house of God. I didn't, didn't get to make that. No, no, don't use us as your excuse. I believe God is challenging us today to hold those two things in tension together. The vision of the church of God, the body of Christ, and the releasing of purpose, of dreams, of imagination as we not only think about and consider and wish about the future, but we also plant. We sow seed today. What, what seed do you need to sow today? What seed do you need to sow in this season? Because your future will be according to how you sow. And I believe if we are diligent and faithful in our sowing, we will reap a great harvest, not only in the church, but in your personal life when we sow in both. Thanks for listening today. I hope this has been helpful and encouraging. I'm also wondering if there's someone in your world who might benefit from hearing this message. So please do share it with them. Help us get the word out there. And of course, you can connect with us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and so on. Just look for C3 Reflect. For anything else, go to our website, c3reflect.church. Do hit subscribe, rate and review. Thanks so much. We appreciate you guys. Have a great day.